0: Hi everyone and welcome to Training for Life Redeemed. I'm Dan and as always I'm here with my father David Jackson. We are going through the Bible in various stages today. We are starting a new little series. We're going to be looking at the letters that the Apostle John wrote that have his name on it. (laughs) (laughs) Just to clarify that. We're looking at 1st, 2nd and 3rd John. Today, Dad, we're just going to be talking about why the letter was written, or the letters were written, and then kind of address the kind of point of that and what's behind yeah. it, really. So John tells us in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, because it's right in front of me. I don't memorize this stuff. <laughs> I should. <laughs> uh, it says, These things I have written to you, who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. So Paul seems, not Paul, John, looking John. at John, <laughs> not doing Paul, John seems pretty convinced that we can know yep. that we have eternal life. That's number one, we're talking about assurance. And then number two is obviously there's people who have eternal life but aren't sure. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: that's right. And are to doubt themselves, and that's why John is writing this letter, particularly 1 John, and then obviously he writes 2 and 3 John. We are going to be doing these out of order, from what I You're hear. you so, uh, It <laughs> sounds like fun. So we're going to start with this verse. Tell me, why do you think this verse is so significant for what's going on with John? Uh, and then we'll talk about how that then impacts us.
1: Yeah, I think assurance of salvation is um, something that el- eludes a lot of people. Uh, and there are people who have no salvation, and have no assurance, people who have no salvation and have assurance <laughs> on a false basis, and then you've got all the muddle in between. And John wrote his gospel so that you may know, so that you may believe and have eternal life. So that John's gospel is there so that people get converted and they can have eternal life, and we're in. Okay,
0: so let's stop there then. So if you haven't read John's gospel... <laughs> Read that first, and then come back first, <laughs> yeah, John. It's a good idea. <laughs> you, you need to be believing first, and then, and then you read this. <laughs> and then this letter is for you. Yeah,
1: um, but it's also for people who are believing all sorts of other gospels. Um, so, I had a when I was a, in it's high school. I was in the army cadets, and we used to go on camp up at Singleton every year. And I, while I was up there, I got to know the Catholic chaplain because he was always hanging around, and we got into discussions. I was a young, hot-headed, evangelical, ready to take on the world. And uh, so we started discussing the difference between Catholic and Bible. Um, (laughs) And we we got to be good friends out of the whole process. So it was about three or four camps where we just, you know, after mess, we'd have a chat. But there was this one time when he got really, really offended with me. And just suddenly he, you know, blew up, turned his back, walked away, and I thought... How many times have men had this feeling? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> okay. So I, I went back to him anyway the next day after we'd been out on exercise. I came back all hot and sweaty and everything. And I said to him, look, we've been mates. You know, we've had a civil conversation. Obviously, I've said something to upset you. What on earth did I do wrong? And he said, you said you were saved. And I looked at him, I thought, yeah, why are you so offended by that? And he said, well, nobody can say that, not even the Pope. And I think by the look on my face, I agreed with him, <laughs> which didn't help being the young hothead I was. Like, I don't get it. What's the problem? And in his world, you can only be saved if you've basically started by believing and then... You keep going to Mass and you keep paying for your sins and you keep doing better and you do better and better and better and eventually, hopefully, you get to a point where you're holy enough to get to heaven. Um, and I didn't understand that at the time, so he explained all of that. And I said, well, what about 1 John 5.13? That John says, I can know that I have eternal life. I can know that right now. And I forget where that conversation went from there. I don't think we had too many more. But that that was a really sad thing for me, to, that somebody could devote their life to church and not know that they were saved, just live in hope. Um, and so, therefore, I think 1 John's a really important letter.
0: Yeah, I'd agree with you. 1 John's an important letter. It's from the one in the canon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. Inspired word of God. Okay, so it's definitely important for us to know that we can know. What is it? What's? I mean, I, I know the answer. I'm just like, what is it that kind of means that we can know? And it's because it doesn't rely on us, right? It's yeah. Because it relies on Jesus and his work. Uh, it's not about us and whether or not we've done enough good to cover our own sins. Right. Jesus did the good that covers our sins, pays the price. And now we're kind of living with the benefits of it, but we can know that Jesus' death applies to us by how we live out our life, basically, afterwards.
1: Yeah. So, you know, as a young believer, about the same time, I wasn't sure I was saved, um, and all of my classmates decided that I was a hypocrite. That didn't help. Uh, It didn't help particularly because they were right. Um, My lifestyle didn't match my profession of faith. Uh, and that was glaringly obvious. So I went to my minister and I said, OK, so how do I know that I'm saved? I don't know what I'm going to do th- tomorrow, let alone next year. Um, how many people fall away from believing in Jesus? How do I know I'm not one of them? And Reg Piper was my minister. And if, if you come across Reg, look him up on the web. Great preacher. And he just looked at me with that Reg smile and just went, David. The hand motion is important. (laughs) Um, Did Jesus die in your place? Do you believe that? Well, yes, that's the easy part. No problem Mm. there. He said, well, then you have no worries because it doesn't depend on you. If he's died in your place, God isn't going to lay your sin on him and then turn around and lay it on you as well. Uh, If Jesus died in your place, finished, done deal. It doesn't depend on you. And I went, oh, it had not occurred to me that it didn't depend, at least in part, on me. Hmm. He said, there's your basis for your salvation. All you've got to do is live up to it. Uh, but you're saved and you're living up to where you are, not earning where you want to be. And that was just mind-boggling. Yeah. So, yeah, so then I go go back and read 1 John and went, Wow. I can know that I have eternal life.
0: Yeah, and I think knowing you have eternal life comes from you know one, your head knowledge of yeah. what's happened, but it also comes as you live it out. Like you see what you do day to day and how you, you make specific decisions, yeah, and how you go about that decision making process and yeah, you know, the Holy Spirit working in you, through you, around you. Yeah. <laughs> right. And like, I, I really enjoy there's a great book that's called Enjoying God. Yes. Uh, and I think part of the concept of that is the idea of actually just being purposefully thoughtful about, you know, whenever you're encountering things in creation or when you're reading a Bible or all that kind of stuff, you're actually thinking about uh, how God has done that in that context right there for you, with you. Yeah. And you're actually like, he's purposely doing things and it enables you to enjoy God a lot more and not be. Like fearful of him and not like not feel like a lot of Christians talk about how sometimes God feels a long way away and sometimes yeah. he feels really close. Uh, reality is he's always close, just sometimes you're turning away from him and sometimes you're looking at yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. But I think that kind of applies here too. Like The idea of knowing that you have eternal life and then the idea of kind of feeling that and living it out day to day It's like I know in my head I'm saved 100% and Whenever I actually gave a sermon on this not too long ago at church, and I talked about uh, whenever we're doubting, it's actually normally because we haven't come to the foot of the cross, yeah. And, and we're starting to think about other things that are involved, and we doubt stuff. But as soon as you come back to who Jesus is and what He's done, everything else becomes so simple. Yeah, and you're like, that's right. I've made something really complex out of something that yeah. wasn't necessarily meant to be. Well, you know, life can be complex, but that ability to just kind of day-to-day understand and feel and, yes, I know it, but then I also have to have that other element of...
1: Yeah, I have to...
0: to, Today I'm not doubting it.
1: (laughs) But but the things that throw up doubt. Um, John goes through the things that affect our our sense of assurance. So there's the ground of our salvation. Hmm. What makes it actually real is what Jesus did on a cross. But then when we go... You know, I've committed to that, I've accepted that, I believe that, I'm saved. And then day to day we sort of wander around, sometimes with our eyes on Jesus, sometimes looking at other things, and we start wandering off the path. And the next thing you know, you're sitting there going, "Um, I'm lost, am I really saved, what happened? And so John does this really fun thing uh, where he lists the things that will make you feel or question whether you're saved. And I think more, the, more the, the way to put that is these are the things that qu- raise questions about whether you are a believer. Uh, the first thing is whether what you believe is true. So if your doctrine is wrong, then that's going to start raising some questions. Um, and we're, all going, we're on a learning curve. So we're learning our doctrine. We're learning what is true. We're correcting wrong ideas all the time. That's why it's called discipleship training mm-hmm. for life. But if what I believe is not true, well, then that's going to create some doubt as to where I, whether I'm in the right place. I remember I had a deacon many years ago in our church, and uh, he had been following a particular theology all his life. Um, it, I mean, it was wrong, but it was, you know, it didn't deny the gospel. Uh, but he came one night knocking on my door, and he was a bit of an emotional mess. And he said, Jacko, I think I've only just got converted. And I said, you've been a believer for 30 years. What's going on here? Um, he said, no, but I understood the Bible to teach this. And now I've realized all well, that 30 years I was wrong. Um, and it's like everything's upside down now. And I said, well, that doesn't mean you've been converted. What that means is because did you believe Jesus died on the cross in your place? Have you got the gospel Right. He said yeah I got that bit right." I said, "Well, then you're saved, you can know you have eternal life. Let's just sort out the rest of what we're thinking about and we're learning to get things more in focus hmm. so but doctrine can raise some real questions am I saved? am I not?
0: Yeah um, and then the element of even like God declares you to be holy, but then you have to live <laughs> <laughs> yeah for a long time on earth yet as holy well, <laughs> and you're like, I have this position and statement of holy. Yeah. And I've been made holy, but at the same time I am living out and I'm sinful.
1: And that was was my classmates in year nine, you know. What's a hypocrite answer? Jacko. Yeah. And you go, really? And then you stop and you pause and you look, there's what I say, there's what I do, and they don't line up, and therefore that creates doubt that I'm saved. Yeah. Um, Therefore, I have to bring those things into line. I am saved but when i sin that doesn't mean i'm not saved mm. it means things aren't where they should be yeah and john uh, we'll get to one john 3 it's beautiful yeah. everybody wants to water one john 3 <laughs> three more down. weeks three more three weeks, more weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but john just says if you're a believer you can't sin it's not on mm. can't do it everybody wants to water that down and say oh yeah but we do so i guess that can't be what he meant and you're going no that's what he means you can't do this doesn't mean um, it's impossible to do this. Just means you can't. It's just not on. <laughs> like a <mate>. rule. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it, it's a contradiction of what you say you're a believer, and you live like that. That contradicts this. Which one's true? Mm. And you say, well, I know I'm saved. That's the thing that's wrong. Yeah. And you go fix it. Um, mm. The third area is lo- he raises the issue of love, but it's in that context, love was a big issue. But it's your attitude. You can be right in your doctrine, rigorous in your lifestyle and think you're better than everybody else
0: yeah. and so have, piracy, fun, right <laughs> have fun
1: putting them all down. You know, Where's the love? Where's the understanding of grace? Where's the heart? Hmm. So we describe it as head, heart and hands. Yeah. Um, and any one of them that's sort of not up to par is going to create some questions and you're going to have to go back to the cross and go back to the, what's out of sync and work it out. But you can know that you're saved and it's on that basis you can deal with all these other things. So if you want to read one John and two John or three John with us, um, there's a little exercise you can do just for fun. You can do it in your own Bible or you can photocopy it. But get some coloured pencils out. So red, what are the primary colours? I've forgotten. Red, red blue,
0: blue and yellow. 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 <laughs> That's right. Red, blue and yellow. Okay? We so you can tell me really uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you take your red, your blue pen out and you colour in everything to do with truth or doctrine uh, colour that passage in blue if he wants to talk about love red sounds like a good colour if he wants to talk about behaviour, yellow and then when you're finished you're going to have all these passages that are purple green, green and orange know, <laughs> you're going to go, hang on, it all overlaps um, and that's because we're looking at life from three perspectives We're not chopping it into three bits. Hmm. Um, And that's the glory. You can know that you're saved, and then we're going to go around and we're going to tune all the aspects of our life into that reality. And that's called discipleship. And we can do it if we know where we stand with Jesus.
0: Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. So I hope you will join us as we go through the three books that have John's name on it, three letters. We're going to start at number three in our next episode. So please make sure that you read chapter three. We would love for you to do that with John us. Three. Yeah, John three. Not chapter three. Three John. I'm doing really well today. <laughs> Third John. It's only one chapter. So read through that. We look forward to chatting with you about that next week. And together we will come to a better understanding of how we can know that we are saved and have eternal life. Uh, if you want to grab the study notes to go along with it, this episode, head over to trainingforliferedeemed.com slash 89. You can grab all the study notes that go with this and make sure you hit the subscribe button. Come and join us again next week when we hit that first book, which is the third, third book <laughs> <laughs> or the third letter of John. Thank you so much. See you then.